Hello, and welcome to the Divergent IO podcast, episode six, Motivation in the Workplace and in Life. I'm your host, Zachary Fellows, and this is my co-host. I'm Beverly Dominguez. And today I want to talk about the difference between intrinsic and extrinsic motivation in the workplace. So intrinsic motivation is the desire to do something that isn't reinforced by rewards. It's more of learning a skill or a, a topic because you're passionate about it and you want to actively do it. So if I wanted to learn coding, say R programming, because I, I enjoy it, I will go and do it because there's no reward behind it. Uh, so Beverly, what is extrinsic motivation? Yes, yeah, so there's um so extrinsic motivation is basically like outside factors that motivate you to either achieve or um, to complete a goal. Um, and it usually happens when a, when somebody participates in an activity because of a reward. So basically, the total opposite of intrinsic motivation. And um, they're basically just looking for what's going to be my reward if I do A, B, or C. Um, and <clears throat> an example can be um, learning a new skill uh, because or learning a new skill or completing a training for your company because you're going to get a bonus if you complete it or you're going to get an increase on your hourly or salary pay. Um, and a lot of the time, this one's, this one's very common, you know, sometimes, you know, you do get compensated for achieving a training or for um, doing a certain task and, uh, you know, sometimes employees get bonuses because they're working overtime and it's needed in the company. So um, sometimes this can be a great way that companies, um, the, a great strategy that companies use um, because they know that their employees will be motivated to actually complete the task that needs to be done um, in order for them to achieve or complete a, a quota that they need to achieve for that um, for that uh, uh, what is it called that uh, during that time that of, of the year or whatever it is um, so yeah so this is one that I, I do see a lot um, and um, as you can see like with intrinsic motivation it's mostly like for the individual satisfaction and extrinsic it's more of what's for like the outside you know like it's not really for you but it's like how can i do some what can i do for somebody else and what am i going to get in return so the beginning yeah. part it's more of like on the outside so um so um that was basically um the definition for both of these terms and we just want to go a little bit more in depth um so we're going to you know Tell you a little bit more of the differences between these two, um, these two terms. All right, so like I just mentioned, um, some of the definitions for extrinsic and intrinsic motivation. Um, we're gonna be getting a little bit more in depth. So, for example, so intrinsic motivation, um, it has to do with the autonomy, the competence, and um, relentlessness of a person so if a person actually wants to do better for themselves they actually want to you know gain knowledge they actually want to um you know be more like build up friendships or relationships they're, they're going to do their best to be able to um you know um absorb as much information as they can 
because it's it's because they actually want it. Like it's like it's like something that's like coming from within that's like so strong that it's gonna be coming out of you, and um, and it's not like oh I see it I want it because that's more extrinsic, but this one is more of like it, the feeling is coming from within and it's like uh, I'm going to have more um, I'm going to basically do better because I want to feel better. Uh, if that makes sense. And then, um, Zach, if you can just go a little bit more in depth with extrinsic motivation. Yeah. So extrinsic motivation is when someone is more fixated on the outcomes, uh, or their goals are more fixated on the outcomes. So I will work 10 extra hours because I get time and a half opposed to, uh, what would I be doing with that extra 10 hours? Could I learn something new would be, you know, intrinsic because you, you enjoy it. Extrinsic is, well, I'll just take that time and a half. I'm being rewarded with extra pay. Um, but also when we look long-term at what one is more successful, uh, intrinsic motivation is because people are passionate about what they're doing. They're, they're fully, um, like involved with what they're learning or what they're doing in the workplace. I think that's what really makes job crafting important. I think more intrinsically motivated people job craft, which is where you have a job and you kind of craft into what you want with the parameters you're given. So intrinsically motivated people are more likely job craft. Uh, whereas extrinsically motivated people are there to you know get their paycheck and get their work done and there's nothing wrong with that you need a mix of both people in the workplace you can't just have everyone off to one side um but you if you're at a company you may want to figure out which employees are intrinsically motivated and cater to them mm-hmm. and then extrinsically motivated employees you want to cater to them uh in their own in your own way as a company and that's kind of hard to figure out um but intrinsic motivation in the workplace um these people generally are inspired by, you know, added responsibilities, um, added, uh, being recognized uh, as a valuable company resource on the employee side, uh, feeling accomplished in their work. Uh, they also find enjoyment and satisfaction doing their activity of task, which it, which really kind of goes into that job crafting narrative again. And then the desire to be remembered as a leader or innovator. Me personally, the number five, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about that. Like in my field, do I want to be as best as I can be? Yes. Do I want to be thought of as like the innovator of some new, you know, model or something I kind of don't care to a point uh, as long as I'm, you know, being contributed to the field as a whole. So I agree, Zach. Um, Intrinsic motivation, um, what what you're describing and what we have, you know, described in the definition earlier. Um, Intrinsic motivation, actually, it's more, uh, it it involves more feelings, right? And it's more of of, um, what you love and, and, and like, your core values and, um, what, like, what motivates you to get up every day to go to work and, it's it's more of like a personal thing um either you like it or you don't like it and this can be something that people actually love and are passionate about it um so you know yeah it's it's about um 
you know, maybe being remembered or, you know, wanting to be the best at a, at a position. But at the same time, it's like you want to be the best because it makes you feel better because mm-hmm. it makes you feel accomplished. And, um, and you know, <clears throat> I think it's really interesting that you mentioned that, you know, how co- it's, it's a little difficult for companies to figure out who are, are the intrinsic and who are the ex- extrinsic um, people in, within a company. But I think um, through time and with interaction, you're able to kind of, you know, figure that out either with, let's say you one day have a raffle or a competition within your co- your coworkers of who will <clears throat> take the most like I don't know something like crazy like who takes the most PTO during the week or uh-huh. or during the month or whatever it is and then who comes in for like voluntary overtime you know so it's kind of uh-huh. like it's just seeing like you're able to kind of get to know your employees you know or your coworkers to see who does things you know either for their own personal um sake or for the companies and you know also like the way how people communicate are people more passionate and more emotional or are people more just kind of like uh you know I don't care you know whatever it is you know so you, you, you're able to kind of sense it you know with interaction and um and like you said uh it's important for companies to cater for you know both of these different people because they both benefit the company in different situations um <laughs> You know, but the like today we're specifically going to be focusing on intrinsic motivators um, for people in the workplace because we do see that this is the most successful type of motivator, um, not only to Sack and I, but also, you know, with statistics. Statistics do say that um, that the, there's a higher percentage for somebody that's intrinsically motivated to either last longer, do better, or be liked by somebody and be liked by a company just because they're um, they're most likely to last longer. They're most likely to do more work just because they're the ones that are doing it and the company has to do less work for them because they're the ones that are going to be, they're doing it on their own, you know? Um, and uh, you know what I mean? So so, yeah, so just let us know what you think about that and, you know, uh, either in comments or you can either send us an email and just tell us what you think about that part. So now we're going to mm-hmm. move on to um, ex- ex- intrinsic motivators in training. So Sack and I both have our, you know, experience doing trainings and, you know, just like we know how trainings work. So mm-hmm. um, people that, so, so like a common question that we get is, you know, when we're either interviewing to, you're interviewing for training positions or just like back in grad school when we talk about trainings, like one of the main things was that how can we um, motivate people to come to a training when they don't even want to be in a training? So, um, what, so one of the things that I found interesting is that, you know, people that are um, basically trainees uh, what motivates them to come into a training is the curiosity of a topic. You know, this is funny just because sometimes you can just by creating in a very attractive title or a very engaging title, people are curious to come to a training because of just the title. So it's important for trainers to to start off 
with a title that's really interesting because that's what's going to be the first thing that people are going to look at. Once you have that, that's going to give curiosity of a topic to the trainee. And then after, once they're there, also it has to be with the pursuit of knowledge. So um, that motivates a trainee because they're going to be able to um, learn a new topic. They're going to uh-huh. learn a new um, a new uh, either thing that the company needs to train their employees on. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, who there's a lot of people that like that love to learn. Mm-hmm. So that can be something that can motivate them. And also like, you know, um, being able to to have uh, an effortful thinking um, or, you know, keeping your mind busy. Sometimes employees have a very slow work day or they just have slow work in general. And just like, you know, something outside of their their schedule, um, going in, like, for example, going into a training that's outside of their schedule, that can be something that can be motivating to them because maybe they're going to be getting out of, you know, maybe a a time of boredom and they're just going to interact with their coworkers or they're going to just be in a different setting, um, be looking at different things in a, in a, in a projector or, you know, it's going to be yeah. something that they're going to be, uh, out of their schedule or their routine. So that can be uh-huh. enjo- enjoyable. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's one of them that we, that we wanted to include just because we know that a lot of people, don't like to go to training um mm-hmm. spe- specifically when they are not getting um compensated by it but mm-hmm. also but um you know it's it's more of like what motivates them to actually do it from like within not because they're mm-hmm. getting a reward so sack um if you want to transition us to the next point um so we're going to be talking about the organizations groups and teams yeah so intrinsic motivation in on teams or groups or even in an organization really comes down to a sense of purpose among the group, the passion that a person would have in their role of that group, uh, also the ability to make their own decisions and contribute their ideas. It's actually really important. Uh, I think a lot of companies weren't prepared during the pandemic to do a lot of group um, group work virtually, and some people didn't know how to adjust to maybe having you know, input in a virtual setting. So that really affected the job I was I was in. I, we really had to figure out, like, how do we get people to contribute who are our top contributors uh, virtually? Um, and a lot of those people just, they they soured towards their their uh, fellow team members. Um, and also working with like-minded people. This is super important. Uh, especially I've, I've seen that when you work in certain departments, I was in administrative department and I worked with um, people all the way from, you know, interlevel employees all the way up to the legal and worked along with organizational strategy with the assistant director of all, all of the department that I worked for and understanding that you want to have like-minded people and a cohesive group, not necessarily a group of thought, but um, like mentality in a sense where um, there's openness and you aren't afraid to share your ideas, um, but you just want some sort of, you know, conscious effort to where like there is progress on the idea that's being, you know, worked on and for, uh, formulated into something. Uh, and then also meeting your own personal records, whether it's um, within a, 
your group or team, uh, you you want to always be, you know, motivated if you're intrinsically motivated to, you know, create a new best record for yourself. And that keeps you going. Um, I want to add a, a short little thing on personal records. Uh, my sister was a collegiate athlete. She was a D1 athlete. She was one of the best uh, cross-country runners in our school, our high school school history um, and for, for females. And she always talked about, I need to beat my PR or my PR. I'm like, what the heck is a PR? Uh, and she said, personal record. And she's like, like it's so competitive. Um, and she still has like some of the best records. And she's very, you know, intrinsically motivated. She had to push herself. And a lot of athletes are that way. Like if you talk to high performing athletes or high performers organizations, most of them are intrinsically motivated because it's kind of like the fuel and they're passionate about it. Um, so, so how should this look or how should leaders look at intrinsic motivation, Beverly? Yeah. So, <clears throat> so, um, a leader should be able to, like you said earlier, like cater towards, um, towards, um, the different types of people that get motivated either intrinsically or intrinsically. And, um, and also they they should be able to um communicate honestly and frequently with each employee to get to know them um <clears throat> and this kind of goes along with our next point of um how being aware of the physical environment where you're at um employees should um uh, be aware of mo- what motivates them and what they what they need in order to be happy so a couple a couple podcasts ago we talked about um you know, happiness and like being, being happy in the workplace. And, um, and this is really important because, um, as a per, as a, as an employee, sometimes you don't want to depend on other people for your happiness. Um, especially, you know, if you have to go to work, you know, you go to work every day, you don't want your workday to suck. So you have to create ways for you to get motivated and get up to go to work every day because your boss is not going to be, you know, like dancing for you and may, trying to make you like, you know, laugh. It's like, this is going to be, you have to find ways that you can become motivated, intrinsically motivated to, you know, get through the day or make the work enjoyable. You know, sometimes <clears throat> people have the, you know, the, is it the privilege or not the privilege, the, um, how do you say it? When, um, when somebody actually gets their job of the dreams, like they have, the, oh, yeah, um, I guess the privilege or the the luck. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I mean, that sounds probably right, like right context. Okay, so sometimes you know, sometimes people people are lucky enough to be able to get like their their dream job and they love it. Like they're they're already happy before even starting. Um, but there's sometimes people that need like entry jobs or that need. Um, you know, to start start off somewhere and they just need to be working there for a couple months or even even maybe like a year for them to uh-huh. get to where they want to be at. So, for example, in this position, uh, let's say I go into a company and I get an entry-level job, but I wanted the senior-level job. But uh-huh. I know that I need to work my butt off for like the next maybe two years in order to get to that position. So uh-huh. <clears throat> I, autom- I already know that I'm not going to be 
100% satisfied or maybe not 100% uh-huh. happy in that role, but I know that I need to sacrifice a couple years to get there. So uh-huh. I have to create um, either a schedule or maybe some extra task or maybe just a routine where I can figure out how I can be happy. So this are this is going this is where intrinsic motivate motiva- motivation comes in because I'm going to have to create either a feeling um a reaction or whatever it is that it's going to help me get through the day. So uh-huh. some examples that I would think of is if I come into work um let's say maybe going into Maybe going to Starbucks and getting my favorite coffee so I can have that coffee in front of me while I'm working. Um, coming into work and maybe bringing me a box of donuts for me and the rest of the team. But uh-huh. to, but let's let's be real, they're for me, you know. And it's kind of like yeah. you know, uh-huh. it's like being able to you know have a little motivator where I'm like, oh, I, I'm gonna be treating myself with some donuts because it makes me feel happy to be here, and I know it's gonna help me get through the day. Um, uh-huh. And um, these are things that you're doing by yourself. Like you're making uh-huh. your environment more welcoming. You're making your vi- environment maybe uh-huh. more homey, more comfy. So it's not just going to be like a drag to get there. Uh-huh. Um, also, some things that I have personally seen uh, be successful for other people is maybe bringing in a more comfortable office chair, bringing in a uh, purchasing a standing desk. That's really good for your back, you know, and it helps you if you want to stand up and you know standing up will definitely keep you more awake um also a double screen monitor people love that you know like that's way easier for your for your eyes that's way easier to complete tasks um to multitask get things done faster Uh um going on walks during your break you know, that kind of keeps your blood flowing. That helps you get out of the, the of the office, of the cubicle, of, you know, getting some fresh air and some sunlight. Uh, <clears throat> um, and that really, that, that helps you from within because your body reacts to that, you know. So that definitely does help. Excuse me. Also, like, having a conversation with a coworker, like, just interacting and engaging and communicating can help you, you know, being looking forward to talking to that coworker that you probably haven't talked in a week, you know, um, scheduling meet and greets with new people from the company or from the departments, you can get to know someone new. Um, And lastly, like doing something that's not work related um, during your lunch break. And, um, and this can be something that can just distract you a little bit from just the routine of the work of the of the workflow and maybe watching a funny YouTube video during your break, mm-hmm. you know, and or or doing something outside of your routine of like maybe um, going to a different department, asking if they need help, you know, or something like that that can distract yeah. you a little bit. So, yeah, so physical environments are really important, Zach. And um, and, and if you feel like you're in a stagnant you know, stage in your company, um, or you feel like you're in a situation where you're just like done with your company and you don't want to be working there anymore, or you just don't like your position, try to find ways that you can get creative to maybe make it more enjoyable. So it is, it, like you said, it starts from within guys. And like, this is where you have to create the perfect scenario for you to get through a tough work week or a tough work day and and that's what's going to continue to help you um you know being there so yeah 
And we wanted to give you guys some personal examples about how we um, get motivated and how we continue doing what we're doing, even when the time is tough. Um, so if Zach, you can just, you know, start us off with that and share a little bit about your own personal experiences with intrinsic or extrinsic motivators. Yeah, so one thing I did when I was about six months into my job, I really started job crafting. I um, was asked to be on a couple teams, so I said yes to those. Organization strategy team, a, a a staff development team, as well as also working with other departments to try to keep things somewhat fresh in my workday, where there would be a meeting or get me out of being in Excel all day. Um, I would also purposely, on my lunch break, leave, even if I brought my own lunch, just leave the, the cubicle environment, go out and do sitting in my car or going sitting under a tree or walking around doing something. I always tried to do that when I took my breaks just because staring at a computer screen for 10 hours a day was was just difficult. And then when I was working at home, I did the same thing. I just like go walk around the block um, during a break just so I could not be stuck in my chair, essentially, um, get up and, and, and do those things. Um, ultimately, things in the workplace you have to, as a person, know what your motivation is. Like, are you intrinsic or extrinsic? Um, so you kind of know how to apply it. It's, mm -hmm. it's not just a one-size-fits-all. I can say, hey, go out during your lunch break and walk around. But if you're extrinsic, I don't know how much that really helps you. Um, setting schedule is good for both. I know you, you said that um, setting schedule or milestones or goals, those, those help for both motivational things. Um, they keep you well-grounded, but in terms of being intrinsically motivated, also knowing what your passions are. I knew I was passionate about, about data and research, and I tried to use my skills in different departments because uh, then it made me feel, one, useful, and two, it got my name out there. Everyone wanted mm -hmm. me on their team because it gave me a reputation. Yeah. Of, hey, he's a really good analyst. He's adaptable. He, can, he does all proper you know, cross-functional things. Um, but I, I enjoyed doing the job crafting thing and then also getting in the office, especially when I was working at home. It's like, you have to get out of your home or you're going to go crazy. Um, but when I was also in the office for my family, I, I had to get out because whether I had people in near me or, or not, it was still like, there's sometimes it's just too much just sitting at screen all day or sitting at your office. And even if you start looking at your screen, it's just like, there's only so much you can do like the environment kind of takes over um so so what are some personal uh, examples for you Beverly yeah I can definitely um I agree with all of the ones that you said those are really great I think the one that that I really liked um was the one where you would go and talk to other departments because it puts your name out there and and, and people know what you can do and mm -hmm. um it can uh, benefit you later on, even if you don't think about it that way. Because if you do think about it, that it will benefit you later, it becomes extrinsic. If you do it just because you want to, you know, meet other people and it just makes you happy, that that's intrinsic. You know, so literally just shifting that, it, 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 it changes the 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 reason why you're doing it, the motivator. So that's interesting. I just wanted to mention that part. Um, so... For example, like for me, um, I have used um, the 
like creating tasks and things that I can do that can kind of like the do two tasks and then do something that I want. Do two yeah. tasks and then do something that's different. And like just like having that um that flow that's a little bit more creative, it changes up, uh-huh. it, it, it just helps me stay focused. Um and it helps me um it makes it more enjoyable. Um, so just kind of being creative in my, in my schedule. Also, um, I like to either, you know, between tasks, I like to watch like YouTube videos, although that can be a little dangerous just because it can like, uh, you know, you, you go into the rabbit hole of like YouTube and then it's like three hours yeah, past, uh-huh. uh, maybe not for a lot of you guys, but yeah, for me, it's like, yeah. it can be like up to three hours. It's pretty bad. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that that's something that I have to be very careful on, but but it's it's still something that that I can say that it motivates me because I'm like, oh, I really wanted to watch that video that I knew they uploaded today, and I just have to finish like an hour and a half of work, and then I can do that, you know. So just yeah. like little things that I know that I really enjoy that I'm going to give myself, I'm gonna treat myself with um, once I complete my task. Um, also, something else that I actually. Um, that actually, you know, the the reason why I do things is because, um, you know, the feeling of achievement, the feeling yeah. of like personal victories, um, and just knowing that I have actually completed that, and I now have that skill on my belt, or I now have that experience on my mind, or I I have, um, you know, had this conversation with this person that I maybe was avoiding or something like that you know so it's it's just like for me like I'm a very emotionally emotionally driven person so emotions um are the things that motivate me and you know that kind of goes with intrinsic because the way how I feel it's really important to me um so I try to do things because of that so um you know, and like, like I said earlier with you, Zach, sometimes it starts off with that and then you, maybe you can change your perspective and, and it becomes extrinsic and that's totally fine. You know, it, yeah. sometimes we need that shift. We need that movement in order for us to, you know, be creative and just be different and just find mm-hmm. excitement in things. Um, and, you know, it's up to us to figure out in what situation we want to use switch or yeah. in, um, in what scenarios we think we'll be more successful in uh, using intrinsic or extrinsic. So it just depends. And that's what we need to figure out as well, like where, when to use them. So, um, yeah, so that's basically, you know, our personal examples that we wanted to share with you guys. And we really hope that you are able to, you know, um, you know, gain some knowledge from, from intrinsic and extrinsic motivators just because we want to be able to help you know especially in these times of need where you know a lot of people work from home or there's just a lot of transitions and changes especially quick changes of with COVID Mm -hmm. uh, and people have to be adaptable in their work environments and sometimes people Mm -hmm. can be adaptable it's really difficult but we wanted to maybe share some 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 strategies or some tips that you guys can use uh to help you get through your your work day so um just to conclude um if you if you like this podcast episode or if you like our podcast in general um you know please um uh 
like our podcast, um, subscribe to our podcast, and um, we really would love to hear from you. You can even leave us a comment and send us an email or shoot us a DM on our social media platforms. Um, we would be linking everything um, below. Um, and also, <clears throat> if you have any ideas or any topics that you would like for us to share, um, please send us an email and let us know what, what they are, and we'll be more than happy to share with our audience. Um, you know, about this topic. And we're going to be going back next month um, with two podcasts a month, um, one in the beginning and one at the end. Um, and uh, that way you guys don't miss us this much. I'm just kidding. No, but yeah, we, uh, we definitely want to go back to that. So thank you guys for being patient. And <clears throat> we look forward to next month. So thank you guys and have a great rest of your month. Um.